What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 248. We're here on Friday, January 8th, and what a week that this has been. First off, let's start with what happened on Tuesday in the runoff elections. Kind of as we predicted, Republicans didn't do so great. And the Senate is now controlled by Democrats. What's your overall take on that, Matt? I think, well, first of all, not good. This is Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Um, The Georgia Republican Party needs to do a complete facelift. And I mean, a lot of this stems from, you know, you can trace back years before Trump. You know, I mean, defeats like this happen when the state party doesn't do their jobs. Uh, We see that here. In Virginia, we see that in Colorado, which uh, I, th- I mean, we, we were discussing. I think Colorado is, is just unsalvageable now. Oh, yeah, um, that's way lost. Yeah, I mean, even lost. Arizona might be. Yeah. Fucked in at this 2012, point. we saw that become a circling firing squad and, you know, they just bled to death from wounds, I guess. So, you know, I think they need to it's again, it's not the end of the world, but they need to basically reconnect with, to all the GOP voters in the state. They need to go to, you know, gun shows and start voter registration drives, you know, make sure remind people of what's at stake and get them motivated again. Will this lead to the end of the legislative filibuster? I don't think so. I, mean, I, I hope not. I, I, I hope not. I mean, we're, I mean, again, it's, it's not the destiny on that is, is not in our hands, which is not good. But, it's you know, really up to Joe Manchin. It's or Joe perhaps, Manchin. And he's the wild cinema. Cinema could play yeah. a role in that too. Yes. I mean, cinema has told, you know, of all the Democrats, those are the two I, I like the most. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cinema is, is more moderate ish. Uh, she has told Chuck Schumer to basically, you know, golf. I am yep. doing what I think is best for for my state. So the health you and Joe Manchin has already said that he's not going to support any type of legislative filibuster nuking. So, you know, and and if you look at Joe Manchin's track record, when he says something, he actually does mean it. You know, he voted for Gorsuch. I think he voted for Kavanaugh. But he, he was like, yeah, I'm not voting for Amy Coney Barrett. He didn't do it. So mm-hmm. um, he's not one to switch votes. So I think that's going to be uh, and, 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 and the cool thing about him is he doesn't need to care about the, the progressive mob coming after him because he's from West Virginia. They don't have that there. Yeah. If you anything, know? he needs to uh, yeah. ease the conservatives in that state. Yeah, because that, he's yeah. up for re-election oh, sure. in a presidential yeah. run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I think he knows, uh, what, you know, what's at stake. I mean, he did win re-election, but. With like I think one of the smallest margins Barely. in his political career. I mean, he he usually gets 60-65 percent of the vote because Democrats and Republicans like him. I mean, he is a very like I've met him. He's a, he's a great guy actually. I, I do yeah. like Joe Manchin. There are some parts, some days I'm just like, why are you even a member of the Democratic Party? But you know, he's he's a proud Democrat. He's a good real talk politician. He says what he means, and uh, you know, you know, I mean, he's he's I I don't think I don't think we're gonna have that's gonna be the firewall right there because we're not gonna have a you know, you know, they're not going to lay down the foundations for like a national gun confiscation. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the real Green New Deal stuff, you know, but cabinet, we'll see what happens. You know, now Biden could be a little well, I mean, he's picked everybody, but I guess you could have rolled the dice and picked somebody more radical for certain positions like labor. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as concerned about the cabinet. The real like you said, the real firewall has to be stopping them from ending the filibuster if we could do that then it kills like 85 percent of the super crazy that they want to do yeah you know there's still ways to get around certain stuff like reconciliation and that kind of stuff but the you know the core packing the new states 
you know, massive Green New Deal legislation, gun stuff. I mean, I, I think that would stop a good majority of that, which would be phenomenal because otherwise it would suck. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But who knows? We have to wait and see what will happen there. But I, I think, you know, I am optimistic that there's a couple of moderate Dems that will not vote to end the filibuster. So uh, let's talk about the other thing with Congress. Obviously, on Wednesday, uh, the Capitol was stormed and it was quite the scene. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I had never seen anything. like no. that. that was, oh, I mean, it was nuts. That was wild. I mean, yeah. here, here's my take on it. Yeah. So one, in a more extreme circumstance, I would actually be for something like that. But I don't think that this was the time to do something like that. Yeah. I think it was a little too much for the situation. Like, obviously, America has its revolutionary spirit still. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But, you know, I think you, that that should have been saved for something like packing the court or confiscating yeah. firearms or something yeah. like that. You know, then I'm OK with it. Yeah. But. Then, you know, they attacked the police. They killed an officer. Yeah. Like, that's just unacceptable. And then one woman died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, you know, death all around. Not good. Yeah, and I, I have actually two opinions on, on the death of that woman. One, you know, if the race was inversed, forget about it. Yeah. Two, you know, you put yourself into that situation. Oh, I, oh yeah. I'm just, I, I was just saying that she died. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. saying that, like, you know she was murdered or anything yeah but, no 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 uh, I, I i know what you were saying storm, yeah when you storm the capitol building like that and the police are overwhelmed you know they have to also reestablish security to that situation you know bring order to that situation and yeah you know that, that it, people are gonna get shot you know that's what yeah. happens yeah. um you know they were trespassing on federal property i'm in a weird situation where again like i i, I don't you can condemn what happened but also not be totally shocked that it happened. Right, exactly. You know, yep. it's hard for me to, to come out more forcefully because when you see the other side, like like the liberal media now, now they're against riots. Uh-huh. Now they're saying how things are out of control when they were condoning and even uh, encouraging leftist violence all last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that the, the symbolism is terrible, but at the same time, we just, we just survived the most destructive on you know urban unrest in our history in terms of destruction mm-hmm. a billion dollars worth of damage over three months i mean they they punched the mayor of portland i, I believe i think they they they, they yeah. these, these uh leftists found him eating at a restaurant and they punched him so again well, not good never. but you know now we have all these you know and and if all people i mean i'm sure you agree with me on the storm of all networks cnn just needs to just shut the hell up in terms exactly. of exactly you know commenting on this i mean we have van jones saying that the last third yesterday the last 13 days of trump's presidency are are the most dangerous since the cuban missile crisis i mean these historically illiterate comparisons the over the top the overreaction is you know par for the course of the past three years it hasn't changed you know jim acosta saying that you know this is the, one of the most disgraceful things we've seen in our lifetimes i'm just like is it bad yes but i'm pretty sure 9-11 was worse pretty sure pearl harbor was worse oh the 9-11 I mean, comparisons oh my are- God. totally disgusting and I mean, he was, it was he, he was insinu- i mean was he insinuating that this was worse than that i don't know and then we had the domestic terrorism thing getting thrown out which is totally transparent because they mm-hmm. thought that we were nazis and t- domestic terrorists since the tea party days so 
Well, you remember when Chris Cuomo said that, you know, it doesn't have to be a peaceful protest. And yeah. many others have said the same thing. Yeah. So they have no no ground to stand on. Yeah. And he, remember, he was saying it, it's okay to punch people, yep. punch yep. riders in the face. It's different than Antifa. Yep. You know, I mean, now I get why they do it. All, you know, their, their, their network, their audience is filled with rabid anti-Trumpers. All these comparisons, you know, everyone nods their head to, which is why CNN had a huge ratings bump this week. I mean, you can see why they did that. I mean, it's not no, no shock. But again, for the people who are criticizing this, are the, are the people last in line to do any criticizing whatsoever. So yeah. that's why I can't really condemn these people as harsh. Because you know what? We don't get brownie points for being the better person anymore. And that goes for both sides. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not that's no longer a hallmark of politics. It's just winning. And, you know, well, what yeah, they, talk, they, they talk they, about they unity, talk about unity. Yeah. Say, you know, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I you know, I, I know what you meant. Yeah. But just some people on our side, you know, oh, but that's what about This is the era of what about Welcome to it. Welcome. Yeah. You know, get used to it. Also, I kind of find it fun. But what I can't understand here is the Capitol police were woefully underprepared for this. Yeah. And Muriel Bowser, the mayor in charge of DC, you know, not only didn't have a good amount of national guard at the site of the Capitol, which would have made sense. Like they should have been there, but even the national guard she did put out on the streets were unarmed. Yeah. I mean, how do you secure something yeah. without arms? They yeah. were overrun in minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really, the, the part of this that makes me the most upset is not the fact that they stormed the actual Capitol building. Yeah. But it's that they assaulted the police. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and, and how they did it with ease, stormed the building with ease. I mean, I mean, I think I saw a tweet. How much money do we spend in, in defense? Yeah. And, 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 and national security and, 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 and security technology. And they did it in like two minutes. You know, so it's there has to be an investigation of why for weeks they just sat on their asses and did nothing. You well, have to you have to prepare for every eventuality. Just imagine know? if this was a crew of, of terrorists that were well armed. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, I know we kind of say it's like far fetched, but you know, like, you know, like movies like Olympus has fallen. Yeah. Well, this was it. Imagine yeah. exactly like imagine if, they, if this was like an armed. What, what if Al Qaeda? And, they, and you know, and you know, these terrorist groups saw what what happened, obviously, for sure. Yesterday, I mean, what's to stop them from you know training like multiple commando units and assaulting the capital? Yeah, it can happen now because now they see how easy it is. There's not enough cops there. Yeah, it was definitely a failure of security, a failure of imagination. People were talking about this online, so I don't know why law, law enforcement says, "Oh, well, we had no idea that this was coming," Ugh. and. It's, it, it was a, a disaster as far as the national security apparatus of the United States, which is not surprising. Yeah. But, you know, I agree with you. It's like I am upset with what happened, but it, I find it hard to, you know, just totally, you know, condemn these people as terrorists on the back of what's happened this year. Yeah. Okay, you you know you and you've reiterated this a lot. I think in posts you have 
You have the situation of the pandemic, the lockdowns, Congress not supporting the people, Congress spitting in their faces, you know, the election fraud. It's it, yeah. it was an untenable situation. Is yeah. it really that surprising that something like this blew up into this situation? Yeah. Absolutely not. And then like the final nail in the coffin was the fact that when we had COVID relief getting momentum after the election, prior to the runoffs, we, you know, our side decided to die on the hill of, well, the relief checks are too big. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, I, mean, I think we talked about this on Tuesday. I mean, I, I, for me, it should be $10,000 relief checks, in my opinion, you know, tax holidays and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, to, to help these people. But, you know, w- when you see that and when you see your, your job get destroyed and you have a family to feed and you're desperate, I mean, think, think, and, and, and you're also think that more pain is coming down the road because, you know, a, a contentious election was lost. I mean, those are just two recent things. Like you just said, it's been a, it's been a whole host of things, but combustible, just a toxic cocktail that spilled over. And, you know, yeah, the, the last the, thing I'll Congress just needs to do better. Congress needs to do better and stop. You know, I mean, I, I know we and this, this has been said for, you know, even before we were born storm. But you know what? Maybe now after this incident, maybe maybe some of these con- members of Congress would uh, think twice for taking that special interest check. Well, you know, that's that's part of of this is the elite spits in the face of the of the average American in the United States. And you also have a case where, you know, the the Democrats and and Republicans and, you know, the elite have refused to even slightly investigate these claims of voter fraud. Yeah. So that makes it look like you're just covering it up. Yeah. Right. Like, or, or, or even worse, you just don't care. Right. You know? it, the, you like that poll that came out, a huge portion of the country doesn't trust what happened in this election. Yeah. And yeah, there's the conspiracy theories that are way out there, but there's also the facts, which we discussed on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, just the basic fact of the mail-in rejection rate. Yeah. That's tens and tens of thousands yeah, of ballots. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of shoddy votes right there. And not to mention, I think you, you, this, that, that's a bipartisan poll too. There's a lot right. of Democrats. I think, I think, was it like 23%, 24% of yeah. Democrats think that some funny business went on? So it's not just Republicans who are making this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, and enough on that for now, but uh, yeah. it's going to continue to be a centerpiece of, of this next few weeks i think but the inauguration's coming up the results are certified and you know like we said the whole time here you know we're we haven't been one of the people that have been saying that anything was going to be different yeah you know joe biden will be taking over in less than two weeks it's, that's what it's going to be yeah you know let's let's talk i, I really want to talk real quick about how these social media giants have stepped in here because on the day that this was all happening on wednesday Trump posted a video saying, like, go home, you know, Mm -hmm. go home, be peaceful. They took that down. And then shortly thereafter, he was banned, essentially, from social media. I mean, if they can ban the president of the United States, what's to stop them from banning all of us conservatives in that? And, and, you know, Michelle Obama called on for a permanent ban on social media of of Donald Trump or any, you know, for uh, or any leader who foments rhetoric that, uh, could be construed as peddling insurrection, I believe. I mean, I'm paraphrasing her, her statement, but, you know, 
they, they, they've thought that for years about us, low taxes, you know, fewer taxes, smaller government, more jobs, less regulation. You know, that was the tea party war cries and they thought that was domestic terrorism. Mm -hmm. So they thought that was insurrectionist. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope in terms of free speech. And you've been talking about this for years about how this was coming. I mean, they want us to be purged. So when, you know, January 21st rolls up, you know, the day after the inauguration, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a lot of purges mm-hmm. and, yeah. and whatnot. So And so now uh, President Trump has uh, committed to a smooth transition and basically said, uh, you know, this moment calls for healing and reconciliation, which I don't know that I agree with that mostly because they're not interested in that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to negotiate with a side that thinks that you should all be dead. Yeah. And, but which we've been, we've been saying for a long time. Yeah. And you know what? And uh, I, I think that, you know, that shouldn't have happened on Wednesday. I think that it would have been more than acceptable just to take over the steps of the Capitol. Yeah. Not actually break into the building. I also think that, you know, there's some contention here being thrown out there about, you know, was there leftist agitators planted in the crowd? Yeah, I'm sure that there was, but it was no more than 5% of the total overall crowd. Yeah, we, that um, we need to really, I mean, there, there, I mean, I also saw another crazy thing that, you know, Ashley Babbitt is the woman who was shot and killed by Capitol Police. Yeah, I saw some, I see stuff that 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 it was a false flag and that she's alive <laughs> classic i mean dude i mean it, it really has i mean it, it's gone off the rails on some of this stuff so well, did you see the video of when they were on the steps trying to break down the doors most of the trump supporters were booing them doing so yeah oh uh, are these and the people that, that, that look like the visigoths coming in yeah and trying to <laughs> stop them from you know oh, yeah. eating down the window so yeah you know it but then they say well this is a sign that all 74 million trump supporters are are terrorists know, racists and terrorists and well and apparently yeah, you yeah. see capital police is now in cahoots with the terrorists yeah i know, I know. and this That's has another, nothing to do with yeah. race Ari Melber, I think, threw that out on MSNBC, and they just they they've they've run with it. And I'm just like, there's no evidence of this. This had yeah. nothing to do with race. Yeah, that's just the most absurd that I've ever heard. Yeah, that too. Like, yeah. this had nothing to do with race. And yeah. if you know, like I tweeted the other day, I said if there was one thing that came out of this whole situation, it sent a message to these establishment mother that there will come a time in which citizens will stand up yeah and if they think they can get away with things like gun confiscation and you know packing the court and this and that you know i think that made very clear to them that you know the the majority in this country won't sit silent for long yeah yeah they'll be back you know and not saying that what happened this week should have happened because I don't think it should have been over this election, which, you know, most people would say we knew that there was not going to be an overturning of the election. Yeah. But if they try to revoke our Second Amendment rights, for example. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. So, 
we'll see what happens there. Uh, DOJ's charging rioters in that case. Um, I mean, and all these people, you know, so stupid. They're live streaming it. They're posting pictures on yeah. I mean, yeah. they're all going to get arrested. Yeah. And so, they face up to 10 years in jail because of Trump's yeah. executive order on the monuments. So, yep. you know, it, it's, it's, um, listen, that's, that's how a mob becomes, though. You know, yeah. that's how they act. Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, again, I'm trying to be like, you know, kind of like Switzerland in terms of, you know, condemning, yeah. not condemning because of how the other side has reacted and, and their hypocrisy. But, you know, oh, can you believe that, uh, you know, what Joe Biden said yesterday in that, you know, all these people are domestic terrorists. And could you imagine if it was a BLM crowd or whatever? Yeah. I mean, that's rich seeing is I know he refused to condemn any of the violence over the summer. But um, yeah, you know, but over yeah, a billion exactly. and a half in property damages, small businesses destroyed, heroes like David Dorn killed. Yeah. Like, it's uh, that that's that kind of is just what makes the whole situation worse yeah worse and also to an extent warranted yeah yeah like i mean not saying that i would have gone down down there and done this on wednesday yeah but i can understand why certain people would have done that yeah absolutely so, I have become more populous over the past four years. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's but, a repeated pattern yeah. of DC ignoring the will of the people yeah. spitting in the face of the people. Yeah. And, and these people who run the government are not representative of what this country is. And, no. and they know, work in that building, you know, yeah. that was, that was, I mean, I, I, I understand the symbolism what it means but there's there's mostly there's a lot of bad people in there i'm yeah, not talking about the staffers i'm not talking about the staffers or the aides of course not but right. you know you, you guys know what i mean the and of course and of course you know i don't want things like you know pipe bombs to be planned yeah that that was police outrageous. officers to get killed and injured like that's not what i want but at the end of the day the capital is the people's house so the, the part where they were like storming the, the fence at the front and stuff like that, you know, I was like, hell yeah. yeah. And then it took a, you know, violent and terrible yeah. turn and people were getting killed and injured. And yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. But that, I mean, whether we like it or not, that building is killing this country. It's killing. Yeah, it. I agree. It's absolutely. I agree. So, you know what? I mean, I, I, I can understand the rage. But rage, mob-like tactics, stuff like that—you know—it gets out of hand, and it did. And I mean, it—it it is, it is. It's a very dark day. Um, but mm -hmm. again, I can totally see—you know—this was this was not like you know because Trump was elected. It wasn't. It, this was years coming. Mm -hmm. um, so and events like this were what gave birth to the country to begin with. Yeah. So like you know all these people that are saying, "Oh, I would never do this," like. I guess you would have just sat idly by in 1775. Good to know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we, you know, obviously we talked about the Capitol police officer that died, which is just totally disgraceful. Yeah. The fact that one of these people hit this, this great man in the head with a fire extinguisher is inexcusable. Ugh. Ugh. I guess four other people died uh, during the situation. Obviously the Ashley Babbitt who was shot um, which, by the way, reversed the race and we'd be, you know, having race riots. Yeah. And then I guess there was three other people. 
But here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. If President Trump was reelected, the violence that would have followed that for the past two months would have made this look like child's play. Probably. Probably. And, you know, that that's an angle that people are not understanding here is that, yeah, Biden won. Then the rioters just stopped rioting that were rioting all summer long. Yeah. But if Trump had won, you know, why do you think they were boarding up whole cities? Exactly. And not just in D.C., everywhere else, too. So and and Mayor Bowser refused federal help, you know, it's yeah. well, they all refused federal help. Yeah. And didn't have the proper, you know, if it was me, I would have had a perimeter of National Guard armed around the Capitol. Like you're having a gathering, a very important constitutional gathering there with the vice president. You know, it's it was somewhat akin to a state of the union. Yeah. And look at the security they have for a state of the union. Like, you know, so I think that's a massive failure there. And it does it's not just falling on the Capitol Police there because they didn't have any federal help to begin with. Now, when they sent in the FBI and the guard and all that, they resecured the building. But the question is, why wasn't that in the plans to begin with? Yeah. And also, what does that say for the vulnerability of the building on a normal business day? Yeah, I know. It's not good. <laughs> what if a van of terrorists decides to show up and goes to a checkpoint? They'll make it in. Mm-hmm. And why does this building not have bulletproof glass either? Yeah. Like these are all questions that yeah. are very valid at this point. Yeah, well, there's going to be an ex- an expenditure boost in security for the building. Yeah, maybe they should use the hundred million dollars that they put yeah. into the budget for you know new lavish furniture to yeah. actually reinforce the security on the exterior of the building. Yeah. Take some of that money if that was in Sudan. Yeah, the seven hundred million. I yeah. bet you that could do well. Yeah. To put up some barriers around. Yeah, that. some bulletproof glass for yeah, sure. Ridiculous, and then they wonder why people are upset. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, now they're talking about removing President Trump from office, even though he has, what, 12 days to go? Yeah, 12 days now. What are your thoughts on that, either impeachment or 25th? Although Vice President Pence has said he will not. Yeah, 25th ain't happening because of all the cabinet res- – I mean, besides Pence not wanting to do it, all you know, Betsy DeVos resigned last night. You know, uh-huh. had a whole bunch of people resign, Elaine Chow. Uh, it's not, it's, you know, not going to happen. So they're going to have – probably going to have a symbolic vote on impeachment. You know, <laughs> I mean, again, we're rehashing the two things they wanted to do since day one of this presidency, 25th Amendment, by, you know, that was mostly deep state, you know, members of the Department of Justice, mm-hmm. and then impeachment. So we're just rehashing. I mean, they're just exploiting this event to rehash what they always wanted to do Yeah. to, the, to this administration. So, again, I can't really take it seriously. Or, you know, be rah-rah, yeah, or anything like that, because it's just, it's so transparent. It's just so transparent. Why? The reasons behind this. They just, they want him gone no matter what. And they've, you know, they've emotionally torched themselves for the past four years because that's how liberals are with, you know, know, when they lose elections. And, you know, now they see their way to, to shout again to, you know, orange man bad. To shout that at the top of their lungs without looking nakedly political because of this event, even though you know those of us who followed them for the past four years know better. Um, yeah. So, 
you know, let them. But I mean, I think Nancy Pelosi called the Joint Chiefs of Staff to, you know, wonder if there were steps to be taken to ensure that no nuclear missiles were launched. I mean, it's it's getting it's out of control. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely out of control. And she's a horrible woman to begin with. Yeah, she's yep. one of the reasons why they probably stormed they, they stormed the Capitol building. I mean, they she admitted to torpedoing COVID relief multiple times because she wanted to better the chances of of Joe Biden beating Trump. So, you know what? This is what I'm talking about. And you have people like that in the building. I can see why some folks would want to burn it down. Yep. You know, it's a terrible thing what happened, but I I can understand the justification for it. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and virtue signal like some other people say, yeah, oh, you know, how could this ever happen? This is terrible, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, it's going to be something that's looked back on for a long time, for sure. It was definitely history that we lived through the other day. Now, is it the end of Trumpism in the GOP, or is it just just a part of I think of this it? is just the beginning. Yeah. Because Although I can I, totally see people making an argument for how, how this kind of just, you know, this was like the jumping of the shark moment, though. Well, they're going to make that oh, argument, and I think no. that... Because this is great campaign ammunition for Democrats. I'm just saying for 2022, it's going to make it a little bit harder to make investigating the fraud allegations, which I wanted to be a core 2022 midterm campaign promise for Republicans. But as soon as they bring it up, they're going to bring up the riots. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's going to scare people. That's the problem. You know, we we know how suburban voters are with this type of stuff, man. They don't like it, so – yeah, my take on it is that I think you're going to see forming here uh, off the basis of Trumpism a more extreme Tea Party movement than in 2010. And I don't know whether it's based around Trump, but I think that the establishment GOP spits in the face of its voters. Uh, the people who are here in D.C. that run the party apparatus are completely disconnected with the average American. And that's the main problem with DC itself is that all these people that flew from all over the country to come to this city to protest on Wednesday and then storm the Capitol, the people in this town that are in power do not understand what those people are going through. Yeah. None of these people in this town, you know, besides the people that work in restaurants and bars and, you know, lower level people, you know, no politicians or staffers or lobbyists have missed a paycheck this year. Yeah. Things have been business as usual for those people. They don't understand what the rest of the country is going through. Yeah. And they never do. This isn't an exception. It's the rule. Yeah. This town is a bubble. It's isolated from the rest of the country. It's it's recession proof. You see it in the facts. You see it when the rest of the country's real estate bubble is crashing, DC is stable. Yeah. It's just a fact. So yeah. that needs to be, I guess, fixed. But you see when President Trump came into town, they fought like hell to keep their power. That's what this was all about. Yeah. So I don't know where we're going to go from here, to be honest, at this point. But yeah. it's going to take a while to see what happens. 
I still think that no matter what, Trump is the leader of the opposition at this point. Mm-hmm. And 70, you know, 5% of the party is loyal to Trump. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting fight. That's for sure. It is. It is. I, I, I mean, I still think even with this, he wins the nomination if he runs again. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Although I do see a case where he's just like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. I was him, I'd be like, let me just go back to my rich life and enjoy the last few years. Yeah. You know, why do you, because think of it this way, right? You know, there's four years now until the next election. Mm-hmm. If you win that, then it's another four years. That's eight years. Yeah. You know, what would he be, 80 at yeah, that point? Who old. wants to spend the last part of their life yeah. doing this? I mean, you know, look, he had a very successful presidency. Yeah, extraordinarily successful. I think one of the best. This will leave a stain on it in the history books for sure, because the history books are written by Democrats. Yeah, but it's uh, to me, you know, if I was a rich guy like him, I'd say screw it. I'm just going to Mar-a-Lago. I'm going to live the rest of my <laughs> life. In a, you know, in I can a always have my two scoops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my family, and then his family can carry on the political tradition, because yeah. there's no doubt that at some point. Ivanka will run. Don Jr. will run. I'd say uh, even Eric might run. Maybe Eric. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it won't be anything. It'll be probably like Mayor of New York or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, keep in mind, we need somebody to uh, run the business. Baron. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's it's uncertain political future. But keep in mind, the Democrats also have a lot of uncertainty on their side, too. You know, they may have won these elections. Yeah, but he old. But... Yeah, the old guard is all incredibly old, and they're going to die off at some point soon. And then you're going to have people like AOC, the squad, the leftist socialists taking over their party. Yeah. So then there will inherently be a need for an opposition to that. So, you know, we're going through a political realignment in this country, like we've talked about for a long time here. Yeah. This is just one, you know, momentary flashpoint in that long political readjustment that started pre-2016. So yeah. going to definitely be interested to see what happens. You know, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, just total hypocrites with all of this after what happened this summer with many people being killed, businesses destroyed, cities burned to the ground, you know. And yeah, the inside of the Capitol was ransacked, but not like burned down like blocks were in Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, that, that's pretty much, I think what we have to say about that. Right. Do you have any more thoughts on that? No. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it happened. It moved on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about, we'll talk more next week about the Dem Senate and what it means for us as a, Political party, the future of this country, I could tell you it's not good, but like we said, if they stand up and stop ending of the filibuster, it will stop 90% of the shit that these people want to do. Yeah. So we just got to pray that that's the case. To finish up the show here today, you know, I was looking at some numbers last night of in Virginia and other states around the country, the distribution of the vaccine. It has been a total 
failure at the state level of these vaccines being administered. Here in Virginia, Governor Ralph Northam, you know, the coon man, Mr. Blackface, whatever you want to call him, less than 25% of the doses received have been administered. That's 136,000 out of 587,000. And and only yesterday, 3,200 doses were administered. New New York is having the same issue. Mm -hmm. And Governor Cuomo threatened saying, if you give a vaccine to somebody who's not on the pre-approved list, it's a million dollar fine. And these vaccines are just sitting in these freezers. And it's totally disgusting what's happening here. Like, they're too slow. Well, he's micromanaging everything. That's the problem. Right, right. And at the same time, I love how people are like, well, this is not a good rollout. I'm like, it's almost as if you're admitting that he's not good at handling this crisis. He never has been. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the man had a nursing home order that that murdered thousands of elderly. You think he's going to QB the vaccine rollout properly? Please. (laughs) Come on. Come on. I know. I also think, though, that this is probably watch when Jan when it's January twenty first. Watch these vaccination efficiency distribution levels, or whatever, go through the roof. Yep. And I actually yeah. talked to a doctor yesterday that said exactly that, and he said there's two things going on here. One, states are slow walking this because of the political side, yeah, and yeah. two, how do you go from saying you know if you're the Democrats oh, this vaccine is political, it's no good, to saying, oh, here, take this vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So they set that narrative from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's a few, there's been a few issues with the vaccines. And it's still up to people's choice whether they want to get them or not. But the restrictions that the government are putting in place here for the so-called phases and groups of people who can get it you know, and then putting fines in place if you give it to somebody who's not in one of those groups is totally absurd. Yeah. Like, I, I'm of the point of, if you have the doses, inject whoever is willing to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was told last night that the police in, in Alexandria still haven't been given the vaccine. Why? Why? Northern yeah. Virginia has given out... I think 50,000 doses. Where You're are telling me that someone who's in a nursing home should get the vaccine before a cop that's on the streets interacting with people every single day? Yeah. And then in the next phase, you know who's also included in that? Prisons and migrant labor camps. Oh, God. You're telling me that those people should get it over say anyone else yeah law-abiding citizens i know yeah. Yeah. you should be the last to get it don't be honest with you i know it's just a f-ed up level of priorities and they talk about oh well you know we have to prioritize people of color because of the racism of this virus i'm like okay whatever i know it's just crazy. vaccine apartheid <laughs> that's basically what it is yeah but uh yeah, that's all about we have to, t- to talk yeah. about today. Um, it's been a hellacious week. This week has been brutal, yeah. it's uh, It's been a long one. And, uh, you know, I, I wish we could just come together as a country. And I think one side is willing to do that, and that's our side. But the Democrats, 
you know, they talk a big game about unity, but at the same time, they have the knife behind their back, ready to plunge it into your face. Yeah. So at that point, you know, can there be unity? I think that's the biggest question for this country going forward. Yeah. Uh, is do we face an inevitable major split? You know, has it already happened? And we're just, you know, living it. All of these things are big existential questions. And uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to try to tackle some of this because it's important to fight back. You know, the Tea Party was a groundbreaking thing. It was. And, you know, that that's probably what we're looking at needing to do here in order to retake power in two years. Um, and it's going to be a long two-year slog to fight it. Obviously, the first big battle is going to be to uphold the filibuster. And if we could do that, things are looking up from the start. So don't get too uh, disappointed here. I know people were hoping that Trump was going to pull this out. You know, you know, we've been saying for a while that that unfortunately was not going to happen. Yeah. Even though there's no doubt in either of our minds yeah. that there was a ton of funny business in this election. It very likely was stolen. Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. Nobody believes that. Yeah. So here we are. We just have to deal with what we've been uh, handed and we're going to move forward and we're going to keep fighting because at the end of the day, we're not going to just sit down taking all this. Shit, right. Yeah. That's gotta that's got to keep going. Got to keep the bayonet sharp. Exactly. So we'll wrap it up here. We hope you all have a, a great weekend. At least yeah. we got some football this weekend to watch. Yeah, wild card. Yeah, well, they're terming it the super wild card because you know they got to do the oh, stupid yeah. market. Oh yeah, there's well, there's there's a it's a triple header all weekend, right? Yeah, triple header both. Yeah. Days. And then we got the college national championship on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, course, Alabama's going to win that easily. So, yeah. well, the, dude. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. There was a coworker of ours who bet that the Redskins would beat the Bucks tomorrow. And she bet like 30 bucks. I'm just like, are, are you nuts? Well, I mean, 30 bucks is not that much, but no, but still the, it's the principle of the bet. Are you Stop. talking about, are you talking about with the point? Oh no, no. I think she just says outright, outright win. Oh my God. I, I, I think, yeah, I think that, that, that was the, that's insane. I, I will not that, endorse that. I would not endorse that either. I, I, I said, I'm like, what are you nuts? But you know, <laughs> I already folks well we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for today but uh, of course you can always head over to townhall.com for all the coverage of everything going on it's gonna be probably a very interesting next 12 days until january 20th and uh if you'd like to reach out email is triggered at townhall.com thank you all for listening and we'll be back here on tuesday with another episode of trigger later